I'm Tasha Wheelhouse, and this is Copper Shock. How much blood could actually be in a person? When it's all spilled and spread out, it's quite incredible. Difficult to control, as it just seems to get on everything, even if you didn't think you've touched it. It was now dry on parts of me. They'd already taken away the knife. Police were there, and I was in handcuffs, letting them take my statement until I was no longer a suspect. A lot of people in this hall would hear you two arguing, even pranking one another. Dousing my hair in paint while I was passed out drunk was not a cute prank. Allie was just mean. The two officers gave me a look. Heck of a thing to say when she's lying stiff 15 feet that way. He pointed over to the body being loaded into a white van. The second cop spoke up. Young miss, we just want to understand. If you didn't, then who? This person. I pointed at the phone held in an evidence bag in one of the officer's hands. Oh, start again, the officer said. This time, don't skip any details. Everything exactly as it happened. I sighed and thought back to the night before. I could hear the tick, tick, tick of the library master clock. Closing would be soon, and I'd have to give up on the idea of studying further for my exam. Biology is my least favorite. For those who love it, kudos. For me, it just doesn't stick. I read the same page over and over again for the third time before I sighed and shut my textbook. I looked up to the clock. It was 11 p.m. Good enough for me. I'll pick it up in the morning. I hitched my backpack high on my shoulder and walked out from the campus library. It was a calm night, toward the end of the spring semester, so actual spring was starting to make its appearances in the local school gardens. I turned onto my street, and at the end of it sat my building. I warmed my hands together before tugging open the swinging metal door. Bounding up the carpeted stairs, I reached my dorm room floor. I did notice how quiet it was. Listening to my tennis shoes pat, pat, pat on the cheap dorm carpet. I got out my keys and opened my door. I reached over and flipped on my bedroom light. Allie was in bed. She turned over and gave me a scathing look. Turn off the light. How would you like it if I just woke you up in the middle of the night? You're such a jerk. Turn it off. Yes, well, that was Allie. She was no picnic to room with. She'd have boys over late at night all the time while I tried to sleep. She'd snicker and claim it was the weekend and I should relax despite having work the next day. She'd also had a propensity to just drop her iPad on the floor loudly when she was done before going to sleep. I flipped the light off and got out my phone to navigate my way around her piles of clothing she left everywhere on the floor. I'm sorry, Allie, I just didn't think about it. Of course you didn't think about it, she bit back, and then pulled her blankets over her head. 
I grunted and tucked myself into bed, not bothering to get changed into pajamas. I drifted off to sleep, running scenarios of questions through my head of what might be on my exam the next day. The quiet hum of my room was about to overtake me into sleep. I liked making the room pitch black. Allie used to sleep with the nightlight, but she quickly lost that battle with me. thunk noise and what I thought was our closet door shutting. I pulled my phone close to my face. It was 2.46 a.m. Closing my eyes again, I tucked my phone under my pillow. Another thunk noise and rustling of clothes being pushed around on the floor. I thought Allie, but I ignored it and continued to breathe steadily as though I were asleep again. I heard something hit the corner of her bed and I rolled over, letting my phone lock screen haze into a vignette that only got about three feet from my extended hand. Allie, she was under her covers, sitting still, her arm hanging over the edge. I'm awake now and can't really fall back asleep, but regardless. was a little more odd. It almost sounded like a wet slap. Then I heard knuckles knocking on the wall behind her. It was shave and a haircut. Loudly. You know. I turned over again, and she lay still, arm up on her covers, and her blankets were covering herself. I began to fume again about how disrespectful she'd been. When I tried to apologize, how she was now making noise just to annoy me and wake me up on purpose. I didn't think she was actually sleeping, so I sat up and watched her from my bed, pressing my lock screen occasionally. After laying there for four minutes staring, it seemed she'd actually gone back to sleep and that she hadn't moved. I reached out my arm again for the light switch. I wanted to make her angry all over again. Make her walk over here from her bed to turn it off if she wanted it off so bad. I felt the pads of my fingers pass over the light switch. And then, I couldn't do it. I withdrew my hand, all anger inside of me dissipated, and I ultimately decided it wasn't worth it to me. But if I'm too chicken to simply flip on a light switch to make her angry, why would I go so far as to... Well, we all saw what it was this morning and how much blood there was. That's it? You didn't do all this? He gestured to a dorm wall that was all hand-painted in Allie's blood. You were just going to turn on the light? He asked. Yes. The next morning, the sun drifted in around the edge of the covered window. I moved my leg and felt something almost pinch me. I reached down and threw open my covers. I was holding the handle to a bloody knife. I rolled over to sit up and felt my body go numb. That's when I saw her. She was hanging over her bedside, her throat cut ear to ear, her face gray and her eyes milky, looking at me. 
blood spattered all over the side of the wall. And then I got a buzz on my phone. The sender read Allie. It was a message from her phone. I unlocked a picture message. A hand in a black glove, holding up a piece of paper written in marker. It said, Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? He had to have been watching me in my bed, reaching for the light switch. The officers shook their head as they escorted me to the back of their cruiser. I was still taken into custody as the prime suspect. I couldn't prove that I wasn't the one not to take Allie's phone. But a few days later, police were able to locate CCTV footage. A hooded figure left at about the time of the morning that I described to them. They also found Allie's phone, abandoned in a gutter a few miles away from the apartment. I've since been cleared. But everyone on campus now stares when they think I'm not looking. They all ask themselves if I actually did do it. Maybe I should have turned on the light. I almost wonder if it'd be better than carrying the social stain as being marked as a murderer. Even if it wasn't true. Thank you for listening. Uh, This particular urban legend is known as Aren't You Glad?, I'm so thankful that you've decided to join me today, and uh, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter, uh, my Twitter call name, is that what you call it? (laughs) Is uh, at copper underscore shock. And so, yeah, come find me on there, reach out to me, and uh, also feel free to leave any kind of comments on our website at www.coppershock.com. I hope you enjoyed this, and... uh, I hope you enjoyed this, and I look forward to talking with you soon.